哈利路亚，愿大家平安。哈利路亚 ，peace to everyone。我们下午继续来谈得胜的生活第二讲。This afternoon our topic is a victorious life or living a victorious life。我们要讲如何面对失败。And this afternoon we are going to discuss how to face failure。人通常只是对如何成功有兴趣。We humans are only interested in victories。但是其实如何面对失败同样重要。However, to face our failures is equally important. Because a person cannot be born successful. Also, a person cannot be born successful. Because a person cannot be born successful. Also, a person cannot be born successful. Because a person cannot be born successful. Also, a person cannot be born successful. Because a person cannot be born successful. Also, a person cannot be born successful. Because a person cannot be born successful. Also, a person cannot be born successful. Because a person cannot be born successful. Also, a person cannot be born successful. Because a person cannot be born successful. Also, a person cannot be born successful. Because a person cannot be born successful. Also, a person cannot be born successful. Because a person cannot be born successful. Also, a person cannot be born successful. Because a person cannot be born successful. Also, a person cannot be born successful. Because a person cannot be born successful. Also, a person cannot be born successful. Because a person cannot be born successful. Also, a person cannot be born successful. Because a person cannot be born successful. Also, a person cannot be born successful. Also, a person cannot be Uh, your lessons from failure. You have the first And this morning, because of a lack of time, I would like to add one more thing. 有人说耶利哥城这个故事是真的吗 ？Some people question whether the battle of Jericho is true or not. 圣经每一个故事都是真实的。Every story in the Bible is true. 考古学家能找到耶利哥城的遗址。Archaeologists have found the site of Jericho. 他们找到城墙的倒塌的一些部分，埋在地底下面。They have found fallen walls of Jericho hidden underground. They found that the walls of the wall were suddenly fallen, like they had been struck by a blow. And archaeologists determined that the walls, the stones made up the walls, were broken apart suddenly, like unto being shaken by an earthquake. Not slowly, or people to attack it, to break it up. So the walls did not erode slowly over time, nor was it broken by by man-made means. And they have also found at the old site some food. To prove that this city was not destroyed in a few years. 没有食物了才被攻破的，是很快时间就被攻破。It was it it further proves that the city was not laid siege, rather the city was defeated uh in a short period of time. 那么如果这个城被围了三个月了、一年了，里面肯定不会有任何食物就留下来。Had the city been laid siege, then the, for a period of time like three or five months, there shouldn't be any food left in the city. 还有他们发觉城里面的建筑物被焚烧的一些痕迹。They have also found traces of fire burnt in the city. It completely coincides to what is recorded in the Bible. And hence, the very first battle of the Israelites, they have found victory. And sometimes it is not good to find victory at an early stage. Because if you're not careful, what follows victory is failure. Especially when victory comes so easily. It's so simple. We humans, we change. So we find that after the city of Jericho, the people of Israel found the failures immediately after. They were supposed to be fighting over a smaller city, not as fortified as Jericho. The city is called Ai. However, they failed. Let's talk about archaeology. In 2019, a group of archaeologists in the land of Palestine they have found the site of the city of Ai. I likened to what the city uh, the Bible recorded. It was a very small city. Cannot, it's not. It's incomparable to Jericho. Yet the people of Israel failed at the city of Ai. There is a Chinese saying that they happened to found failure as such an easy feat. 
And how would a boat uh, subside or capsize in a drain? Similarly, in a canal, a man-made canal, because there are no waves, how would a ship capsize? You can understand a ship capsize in an ocean, but on a canal, when you feel that it is impossible for you to fail, even when you have the slightest thought of that, then failure is waiting for you. Let's take a look at the reasons the Israelites fail. There were some external and internal reasons for failing. External reason being that the Israelites uh, look down or belittle their enemy. They have lost their heart to depend on the Lord. Let's turn to Joshua chapter 7, verse 2. Joshua chapter 7, verse 2. Verse 2, now Joshua sent men from Jericho to Ai, which is beside Beth-Avon, on the east side of Bethel, and spoke to them, saying, Go up and spy out the country. So the men went up and spied out Ai. 3, and they returned to Joshua and said to him, Do not let all the people go up, but let about two or three thousand men go up and attack Ai. Do not worry all the people there, for the people of Ai are few. So he recorded that Joshua sent men from Jericho to Ai. This is also the very first battle that Joshua found victory, and he was the commander of the army. And he immediately wanted to take down the second city. And there is a Chinese saying that you have to uh, uh, you have to chase off the victory while you still have it. You cannot stop. You have to keep going. So he did two things. First, so he spent men to spy out the city of Ai. So, so, so to spy out means to take a look at what it's like. He wanted to gather intelligence. And he wanted to know how many uh, people dwell in the city and whether it's easy to take over the city. To gather intelligence is one part of a battle. And he has, he has done what humans could do. But Bible here did not record. The Bible did not record whether Joshua had did any um, actions of request requiring of the Lord or or worshiping the Lord. We can assume that if Joshua did ask God about attacking I. If he had asked God whether we can go up and defeat the city of Ai, will you hand this city over to us? If Joshua did ask God of this question, I'm sure God would give you an answer. God would have said, no, you will not defeat the city, you will lose, because among you there are sin. If you have asked of God, he will give you an answer. God will tell you there are problems internally. But here do not record any action of Joshua asking God. Why not? Why wasn't it recorded? And if he did, why wasn't it recorded? This is actually a the way of a human. Especially you have tasted your first victory. You know that it was God helping you. But more or less, you felt that some of it is your own contribution. And that God is with you. If God is with you all the time, then there is really no need to ask God and bother Him at all. And therefore, sometimes we even skip the process of asking. And this one wrong thinking could have serious consequences. 
Have you realized that on major things, you would definitely pray to God and ask for advice? You would pray to God and ask Him to guide you. But on minor matters, would you still ask God for His opinion? Or do you think that you can handle it all by yourself? I can make a decision. I don't have to ask God everything. Perhaps it is this mentality that have caused you to go uh, to end up in all the wrong avenues. Let's read verse three. Upon receiving the intelligence, the spies gave Joshua a suggestion. You don't have to let all the people go up. Two or three thousand men would do. Because the people of I are few. So as a leader, Joshua took the suggestion of the spies. And verse 4, um, they were utterly defeated. They sent 3,000 men went to go up there to fight. And they were defeated before the men of I. Uh, if you watch sport, sports, you will have seen some of this kind of thing happening. Uh, sports is actually rather interesting to watch because sometimes uh, you would, an unknown uh, athlete could have uh, become the champion. Or a strong team versus a weaker team, most likely the stronger team would win. Uh, the, the, the stronger team could play any way they want. However, there are times when the weaker team won the game. This is because the stronger team had belittled. And, and being, being belittled their opponents, they have become proud. Uh, for us, it's the same. When we are facing with major decisions, we are very nervous and therefore we will pray. And the first time you're doing anything, you'll be very nervous and ask God for guidance. Now that you're familiar, now that you're familiar with this particular thing that you're doing, you can even do them with your eyes closed. So you decided to depend on yourself. And unknowingly, the people actually were defeated before the men of I. 36 men were killed. And furthermore, they were being chased by the men of I up before the gate of Shabari. Verse 5. The hearts of the people melted and became like water. And when we humans, when we are confident, we're very confident. However, when you're confident and you face defeat, you will become disappointed and disheartened immediately. So let's talk about what kind of attitude we should have when we're facing um, failures. Have you ever encountered failures? Yes, we have. The first attitude. The first attitude is that your heart is melted and become like water. You have completely lost your will to fight. You felt that you're useless. And there are people, upon tasting failure once, they refuse to try again. They're likened to a deflated balloon. We can understand the mentality. Especially when you have victory, you found victory easily the first time, and you face failure next. And people who have uh, experienced multiple failures, they tend to be stronger mentally. However, people who did not encounter failures or experience failures often, 
um, likened to some children who are very smart and always have um, always um, received um, A grades. And in secondary school, every subject that they were tested, they will always receive 100%. However, when they when they enter into the university and they found that they're not fill, uh, achieving what they had hoped for, they become disappointed. Because these children have never experienced failure. Failure is not a word in their dictionary. Therefore, their hearts is likened to water having melted. Today, if you have family members or relatives or friends who are like, whose heart is likened to a water that has melted, we should show our, our care and concern and we should encourage them. Yes, failure is difficult to take. However, it's not the end of the world. You may have failed one subject, but it is not the end of the world. Or you have failed to enter into a certain school, that is not the end of the world. Do not be disappointed to the point that you don't want to try again. In fact, you should, you should gather your courage and do it a second time. As a leader, Joshua did not gather his courage. He had a different mentality. In fact, he was questioning God. Let's read uh, Joshua chapter 7, verse 6. Chapter 7, verse 6. 6. Then Joshua tore his clothes and fell to the earth on his face before the ark of the Lord until evening, he and the elders of Israel, and they put dust on their heads. 7. And Joshua said, Alas, O, o God, why have you brought this people over the Jordan at all to deliver us into the hand of the Am Amorites to destroy us? Oh, that we have been content and dwelt on the other side of the Jordan. Here it tells us the attitude of Joshua upon encountering failure. He was disappointed, he was devastated. We can understand that. Because 36 men were killed, and as the commander, he was upset that he has lost men. So he was the one leading, leading the men, therefore he was also one of those being chased. Therefore he questioned God, why have you brought this people over the Jordan to deliver us into the hand of the Amorites? Why don't we just stay on the other side of the Jordan and be content? In fact, we shouldn't be laughing at Joshua because that is the exact same attitude that we have. When we encounter problems, the first thing that comes to our mind is why did this happen? They don't, we don't ask uh, why do we have a problem? We will ask God, why have you not protected me? Why have you let me out only to be destroyed by the enemies? And why did you bring us over the river? It would be better for us to have stayed on the other side. In verse 8, Joshua continued to say, Oh Lord, what shall I say when Israel turns its back before his enemies? In fact, what Joshua is saying to God is, There's nothing more I want to say to you. I can't say much to complain against you, and I don't want to say anything anymore. Therefore, one of the things that sometimes we do when we encounter failures is to ask God, why have you not protected us? And brothers and sisters, do we sometimes question God in the same manner? Why did this happen to me? It's likened to God has not taken care of you. 
And these people have such good lives. Why is it that I have encountered all these things? We have a lot of questions. And of course, sometimes we will receive an answer from God. And at this point, God finally spoke to Joshua and, and asked him a question. And this is also one of the main reasons why they were defeated in this particular battle. Not relying on the Lord and being proud is not the main reason. What is the main reason? God wanted Joshua to think carefully about this question. And gave him an answer right away. Let's read Joshua chapter 7, verse 10. Chapter 7, verse 10. So the Lord said to Joshua, Get up, why do you lie thus on your face? 11. Israel has sinned, and they have also transgressed my covenant which I commanded them. For they have taken even some of the accursed things, and have both stolen and deceived. They have also put it among their own stuff. 12. Therefore, the children of Israel could not stand before their enemies, but turned their backs before their enemies, because they have become doomed to destruction. Neither will I be with you anymore, unless you destroy the accursed from among you. So there is a reason why they were defeated. They were defeated because God was not with them. And the reason why God was not with them because the, some uh, Israelites have stolen and deceived. And brothers and sisters, when we read this particular passage, we all assumed that Achan was the only man who had sinned. But in fact, God was speaking in plural. He said they, so there is more than one. Perhaps Achan was the first person to steal. But when he brought his, the, the stolen goods home, would others not see it? Wouldn't his wife have seen it? Maybe she did, but she didn't say anything. Well, the bottom line is somebody sinned. And therefore, the, the whole congregation sinned. Verse 12. And for that reason, the children of Israel could not stand before their enemies. Brothers and sisters, we have to stand before our God first before we can stand before our enemies. If we have sinned or we have fallen short of God, then we will not be able to stand before our enemies. Because God has left us, what is there for us anymore? Do you think that you are really that outstanding? We are nothing. It is God who has lifted us up. It is God who has been with us all this time. When we are doing the work of the church, we are in fact fighting a spiritual battle. When we preach the gospel, when we are uh, uh, casting out demons or, or casting out idols, when we are preaching the gospel, evangelizing and giving sermons, do you think that you are really that outstanding? That people listen to you and believe in the Lord because of you? No, it's not. It is because it is God who is behind you. Once God has left, what is there for you? So God said to Joshua, if you do not remove the accursed things, I will not be with you. God is saying the same words to us today. If we do not remove the things in our life that are not pleasing to God, God will not be with us either. We do not look at the superficial things where there are a lot of people attending our events and we think that God is with us. Or that you have a lot of material things and therefore God is with you. The abundance of God does not depend on all these things. 
the, the abidance of God, in fact, is dependent upon whether you have faith in Him and whether you can stand up um, to all the temptations. Because if God is not with you, you will not be able to gain victory in the spiritual battle. If you are defeated in this spiritual battle, things will happen to you. And for example, or when you're doing holy work and God is not with you, you will cause a lot of division in the church. And sometimes we are in fact chased by our problems. We see that the, the, the army of Israel was being chased by the men of I. They outnumber the men of I. However, they were the ones being chased. And today, even if you have enough resources uh, at your disposal, if God is not with you, you will still be chased by your own problems. If you're chasing after your enemies, you'll be the one who will be happy. On the other hand, if you're the one being chased, it doesn't feel that good. Have you felt this before that you're being chased by your problems? You feel weak and therefore you're being chased by your problems. At this time, you should actually question yourselves, God, what has gone wrong? Rather than asking God, why are you not with me? And that is the very reason why the people of Israel failed. There is only one reason. They have hidden sins. Let's turn back to chapter 7, verse 1. Chapter 7, verse 1. But the children of Israel committed a trespass regarding their cursed things. For Achan, the son of Carmi, the son of Zabdi, the son of Zerah, of the tribe of Judah, took off their cursed things, so the anger of the Lord burnt against the children of Israel. So the, the children of Israel committed a trespass regarding their cursed things. These things should not be taken, and in fact, God instructed that they should be destroyed. But someone went and took it. And the anger of the Lord burnt. Let us not belittle the anger of God. Sometimes when a person is angry, that person can be frightening. Especially if this person holds the fate, your fate in his hands. If your boss is angry, would you be afraid? Yes, because he might fire you. However, the wrath of God is even more frightening. God does not get angry easily. There must be someone who has trespassed his commands. While uh, fighting the battle of Jericho, Joshua told the people. Let's turn to chapter 6, verse 18. Chapter 6, verse 18. 18. And you, by all means, abstain from the cursed things, lest you become accursed. When you take of the cursed things, and make the camp of Israel a curse and trouble it. And God, uh, Joshua already said to the people that God does not want them to take any of the things from the city because they are cursed. The things of the city of Jericho had a curse on them and they shouldn't be taken. As long as one person takes a thing, then an entire uh, a congregation will curse. This is a team spirit where one person is wrong, the whole team is wrong. Uh, one little virus can cause the entire group to get sick. Therefore, one person sinned and the entire congregation will curse. However, there will always be someone who will go against the command. When God said to the people that these are cursed things, however, to others, these are treasures. 
This is called a fatal attraction. 对，头脑清楚的人来说，这个是害死你的东西。To the people whose minds are clear that these things can bring you destruction. 但是对于无知的人来说，这个最有吸引力。To the foolish, these are、uh, these are things that can attract you. 有句话说啊，不可以吃的 forbidden 的东西最有吸引力。And there's a saying that whatever that's forbidden is the most attractive. It's likened to what God said to our ancestors Adam and Eve. Wasn't it mentioned in Genesis chapter two? You can eat of any fruit in the garden. If you were to hear these, this command, wouldn't you be happy? And because of the、uh, inflation these days, that fruits have become very expensive. 再这样贵下去，大家可能只吃得起香蕉了。And if prices were to keep going, 还是鸡毛走一半。Prices were to keep going up, we can probably only afford bananas. 那个木瓜五九九一磅，怎么吃得下去 ？Banana, uh, pineapple, uh, papayas are priced at five ninety nine a pound. It's very expensive. A durian at twenty dollars a pound, very expensive. 但是神跟他说，你天天吃了，随便吃了。But God said to you, "Eat it. It's free. You can eat it every day." If God tells us, gives us this very commandment, would it be happy because we can eat whatever we like and it's free? As long as we do not eat the fruit from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. But we humans, we are rebellious. We do not. Heed the word of God. When God said don't eat, we think that that is the best. When God tells us not to touch, we will want to touch it. When God tells us not to open, we want to open it up. It's our rebellious nature. And on top of it, the、uh, temptation of Satan. Fatal attraction. And this is how Adam and Eve lost their spiritual life. Same for Achan. Achan was caught.、Uh, Achan was discovered. He stole and he hid them, thinking that no one knew. But God wanted Joshua to draw lots and to and to pick out the tribe. Started from the tribe of Judah. Which which family? Uh, which person? What does it tell us? Whatever that's hidden, um, from men, um, God knows. Achan thought that no one knew he had taken a crucifixion. He has hit them well. No one would have known. Perhaps even his neighbors didn't know that he stole. However, God knows, and He wants to reveal what was hidden. Did he repent? Achan, when the lot was being casted, Achan did not come out and and confess that he was the one who had stolen. Until the very end, when he had to admit his sins. So this gives us a great warning. You are doing what you are doing, God sees it all. This is a grave warning to us that whatever you have done hidden, God has seen it all. Now that you can hide it, but in the future it will all be revealed. So Achan, he stole something. What exactly did Achan steal? Let's turn to Joshua chapter seven, verse twenty-one. Twenty-one. When I saw among the spoils a beautiful Babylonian garment, two hundred shekels of silver, and a wedge of gold weighing fifty shekels, I coveted them and took them, and there they are, hidden in the earth in the midst of my tent, with the silver under it. 其实亚干呢，并没有计划去犯罪。他不是说，哦，我要进去干一票大的，我要做，我要偷一点东西。他进去的时候，跟大家一样，没有去犯罪的这个计划。This particular sin that Achan committed was not premeditated. That is, he did not go in thinking that he's going to sin against God. 但是他里面有贪念。However, he was greedy. 恶者就利用他的贪念来引诱他。And the evil one made good use of his greed. And take a look at this particular verse, especially the red highlighted words. 第一个，他说我看见，你先看见。And the first thing he said was, I saw. 
如果他没有看见，他就不会拿。Had he not seen it, he wouldn't have taken it. 但是刚好看见这些东西。But he happened to have seen all these things. 好了，当你看见的时候，欲望就会起来。And when he has seen it, his his desires, his greed came out of him. 第二个字，他贪爱，就是欲望，欲望起来。Next is coveted. 但你不能说只看见，也不是瞎眼的嘛。你不能说为了不看见，把自己眼弄瞎，这个也不是办法。And of course, he wasn't blind, so therefore, when he see beautiful things, he would cover them. So that doesn't mean that we have to all blind ourselves. 但是贪爱就是一种心态，就是你很想要，羡慕。To covet means that you're being greedy, that you desire to have them. 这个就是危险的地方。This is dangerous. 哎呀，如果我有了这个东西，太好了。And, and that if I were to possess this particular thing, it would have been wonderful. The first thing that he took from the spoils was a beautiful Babylonian garment. If you look at the picture, uh, the garments of Babylonia was actually very colorful. Achan was born in the wilderness, and the Bible recorded that the people had no other clothing except the one on their backs, and therefore Achan had been wearing the same clothing for a long time. 有时候也在乡下住久了，哎，去到大城市看到，怎么人穿衣服这么那么漂亮啊？ And if you live in the countryside, and very rarely do you go to the city, once you go to the city, you'll see that the city people are actually dressed very beautifully. Two weeks ago, I was in Paris, and I see that the Parisians were dressed differently from Canadians. And we see the way they co they coordinate their clothing, their 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 jacket, their scarf, their hairstyles, very different from Canadians. So they are waiting for the train. The train people are very very attractive. And even the Parisians who are waiting for the buses at their bus stop, they were also dressed very finely. And when I look at how I'm dressed, I feel that I'm I am so out of the world. So Achan, being from the wilderness, a countryside, he has never seen a Babylonian garment. So a Babylonian garment in those days is likened to a a Parisian clothing. And of course, you would be envious of it. But if you're envious, just be envious for a short while. Don't cover it. Because you should be thinking that I shouldn't take this. This is a cursed thing, and it will cause my demise. However, for Achan, the more the longer he looked at it, the more he wanted it. He probably thought that God is not being reasonable by forbidding us to take these. I don't care anymore. I'll just take them. God may not know. So the first thing that he took was a beautiful Babylonian garment. Let's talk about what this Babylonian garment represents. I'm not saying that you are not allowed to dress like a Parisian. And if you like the design, you like the brand, as long as you can afford it, there's nothing wrong with it. However, this Babylonian garment has another meaning. Babylonian means you're a Gentile. A sinful world. You like the culture of the sinful world. You like to live a lifestyle of a Gentile. Perhaps you even like the status, the social status of a Gentile society. Or you like to receive affirmations on the social on the on the social network. But what is your true clothing? Your true status and your true clothing is that of a children of God. You're not interested in being a children of God. All you're thinking of is this beautiful Babylonian garment. Fame, fortune, and success. 
These have taken up your heart, and therefore you will not be following God. The second thing that Achan saw. The next picture shows that Achan coveted 200 shekels of silver. 200 shekels, I checked, is about 2.3 kilograms. 2.3 kilograms of silver is about 2.3 kilograms. How much is 2.3 kilograms of silver worth? We know this story, but after that, he has no money. We all know the ending of the story. For the for the spoils, he has lost his life. One kilogram of silver is over 700 U.S. dollars. So two kilograms of silver is about 1,400 U.S. dollars. Okay, he is very happy, but for this thing, he has no money. He has no money. He has no money. He really wanted those silver, but for those silvers, he was he gave up his life. You say, "Have silver?" And you further on went to say that there's still silver, gold. Okay, he covered how much silver? Fifty shekels of silver. He he covered gold weighing fifty shekels. Fifty shekels is about twenty-one ounces. Fifty shekels is about twenty-one ounces. If you compare today's price of silver to one thousand seven hundred per ounce, at today's price of seventeen hundred per ounce. The the fifty shekels of gold is about thirty-seven thousand U.S. dollars. Plus the fourteen hundred dollars worth of silver and that beautiful garment. Okay, you give him four hundred U.S. dollars. Add them all up, they're probably about forty thousand U.S. dollars. Quite a lot of money. But with your life, with your family's life, with your entire assets, what is that? However, compared to your life, the life of your family, your family's possessions, they are incomparable. You have already entered into the promised land of Canaan. If you waited a little longer, you would have uh, be uh, given a piece of land after the battle, and you'll be able to enjoy life in this land. Isn't that a greater blessing? But greed is terrifying. It can cause you to lose your your reasoning. For that little bit of goods that that is lying right in front of you. You have lost what God has promised you, a further and greater blessing. Let's turn to First Timothy chapter six. First Timothy chapter six, verse nine and ten. First Timothy, chapter six, verse nine and ten. 但那些想要发财的人，就陷在迷惑，落在网罗和许多无知有害的私欲里，叫人沉在败坏和灭亡中。Nine, but those who desire to be rich fall into temptation and a snare, into many foolish and harmful lusts, which drown men in destruction and perdition. Ten, for the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil, for which some have strayed from the faith in their greediness and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. Here, it says, "Money is not evil. It is evil. It says here that money is not evil. It is your lust or desire for money that's evil. You have too much desire. Actually, not only is it lust, desire, and money, but also greed, and 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 Even though their marriage is not 100% beautiful, but at least it's still a harmonious family. However, if there are temptations from outside and they fail, they felt that this momentary happiness. For that momentary happiness, he ended up losing his entire family. Lost. His reputation as well, and lost his eternal life. Today, there is not just one Achan in the Bible. There are a lot of Achans in the world. If we are not careful, we could be the next Achan. 
We are on the verge of receiving this promised land, however, we lost the opportunity. How do we prevent ourselves from being the next Achan? We have to face our failures, we have to prohibit it. And let us not repeat the mistakes of others. Let's turn to James chapter 1, verse 13. James chapter 1, verse 13. 13. Let no one say when he is tempted, I am tempted by God, for God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he himself tempt anyone. 14. But each one is tempted when he is drawn away by his own desires and enticed. So where is the problem? Some people blame God and say that if you had not let me face this, I would not have sinned. God will not tempt you. However, throughout your lives, you will be facing things that would encounter that would entice you. The question is, do you have greed, this desire in you? If you do, this greed will work in you, making you leave in God. You can't say that you will not face temptation because you will face temptation. Whether it's money, uh, members of the opposite gender, or anything. Uh, Satan is very smart. Uh, the next slide shows that whatever you are greedy for, Satan will use it to tempt you. We know that if you go fishing for different fishes, you have to use different baits. Satan knows each and every one of our weakness. There are some people who are greedy for material things and money, therefore Satan will give you a lot of opportunities to make a lot of money so that you can depart from God. There are some people who are greedy for pride and fame. And there are some people who greed for uh, 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 relationships between men and women. Or you desire to have a sexual relationship with a member of the same gender. Then Satan will use this to tempt you as well. In fact, Satan knows what you like. Therefore, you must first conquer your own desires. Achan had not conquered his desires. At the end, he himself was being cursed. Unfortunate. Therefore, we have to overcome our desires. Lord, I failed because is it because I have too many desires? Is it because I have fallen short of you? So Joshua knew what to do next. He knew how to overcome the problem. God has given him a way. And to take out the sin among them and destroy it. Let's turn to Joshua chapter 7, verse 25. Joshua chapter 7, verse 25. And Joshua said, Why have you troubled us? The Lord will trouble you this day. So all Israel stoned him with stones, and they burnt them with fire after they had stoned them with stones. So it tells us here that Achan was being executed because he, was, he sinned against God. Because of all the cursed things that he stole, that he himself became an accursed thing. Therefore, they have to remove the sin. Only when sin has been removed that God will once again be with his chosen people. There is a prefiguration in Of course, this is of the Old Testamental times under the laws of Moses. Now that in this New Testamental era, how do we overcome us, our sins. By relying on the power of the Holy Spirit, we must put to death our desires, like unto Achan was put to death in, the, in his days. 
Let's turn to the book of Romans, chapter 6, verse 6. Romans, chapter 6, verse 6. Romans chapter 6, verse 6, Knowing this, that our old man was crucified with him, that the body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves of sin. This is what we should be doing today. Do, is there an Achan living in us? Is there an invisible Achan living in us? Yes, there is. There is in every one of us, except they are not revealed. The Achan in us is our own, is our old self. Brothers and sisters, just because we have believed in the Lord doesn't mean that the old self has died. As long as we are in our physical body, our old self still exists. This old self is what you used to be. Your old way of thinking. Including your pride, your sexual immorality, your greed. Even though our sins have been washed away by our Lord Jesus on the day of our baptism. But because we're still in our physical body, the old self is still with us and therefore we have to take them out every day. And every day through our prayers that we would put our old self to death. And sometimes our greed will reveal itself and we have to use the words of God to kill it. And when we see something that we shouldn't and our sexual desires come out, we should put it to death with the words of God. We are outstanding, therefore we become proud. Once you become proud, Proud, you should be using the words of God to put your pride to death. Therefore, we should be beating Achan to death every day. It is true that we fail sometimes, but we have to face our failures. We have to first admit that there is an Achan living in us. A lot of people deny this fact. There's nothing wrong with me. It is, the problem is always on the others. And I, I don't have a happy family because of my spouse. Or the, my children's problems. My parents' problems. And you have not seen your own problem. So the Aiken that's living in you is very happy. So we should be relying on our Lord and, and killing Aiken every day. And of course, we are not able to kill Achan uh, just once. We have to keep trying until the day we close our eyes and we enter into the coffin. Because if you do not kill Achan, he will cause you trouble. If you don't deal with your desires, your greed, then you will not be able to enter the heavenly kingdom because of them. Today, your choices are before you. To face your failures. Let us sing him. Let's sing him number four hundred and eighty-two. 